This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Hey everyone, it's Major Garrett and welcome to our new podcast. Did you know we have a new feed completely separate from the takeout as well? Please just search Debriefing the Briefing. Click subscribe and then if you can, and we'd really love this, drop us a rating and or a review. Pretty soon, you'll have to be subscribed to the new feed if you want to hear new episodes of debriefing the briefing. Thank you, and now let's start the show. To date, the United States has conducted millions more tests than any other country. You can add them all up, and they don't catch us. This is one more step where we're literally, as the president said from early on, uh, are leaving no stone unturned. I interviewed someone who said that his family got sick. They went to a funeral. He said his family members were sick and because they were but they were listening to you. Do you feel like, or are you concerned that downplaying the virus maybe you know, got some people sick? And a lot of people love Trump, right? A lot of people love me. You see him all the time, right? I guess I'm here for a reason. From CBS Audio, this is Debriefing the Briefing. Here's CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent, Major Garrett. Hello from Washington and welcome to Debriefing the Briefing, a summary of the daily White House Coronavirus Task Force briefing. The April 20th version lasted one hour and 39 minutes, the 45th briefing of its kind. And while the president, President Trump, and various officials said there was adequate capacity for COVID-19 testing, various officials said that the administration would be working diligently in the coming days to create and ship more supplies needed to conduct those tests, including swabs, tubes, transport media, and reagents. Dr. Deborah Burks, the task force coordinator, said Boston and the entire Commonwealth of Massachusetts, as well as the city of Chicago, remain areas of concern for COVID-19 infections. She reminded all those listening that the virus remains highly contagious and said, in general, states contemplating geographic-specific loosening of stay-at-home orders should do so only when they have seen for 14 consecutive days a steady decline in cases and hospitalizations. Last week, President Trump held a teleconference with various heads of pro sports leagues to discuss the reopening of the country and the potential restarting of pro sports. The National Basketball Association, National Hockey Association, National Hockey League, rather, and others. Now, the National Football League will hold its draft starting on Thursday. It will do so in a virtual format. And as of now, it still hopes to begin the season on time in September. On Monday, we spoke to the executive director of the NFL Players Association, Demora Smith. When we started looking at this issue, um, you know, I I know it's obvious, but on our side of the table, football is not essential, and that's where you start. So as a result, um, OTAs or off-season practices, uh, we shouldn't assume that those are essential things that our players need to be doing 
um, right now. So we came up with a way of working with the league to make those practices voluntary and virtual and working through the, the steps that players would have to um, accomplish if they have um, uh, off-season bonuses tied to their participation. So we reached a deal with the league to do that. But at its core, whether it was the beginning of the league year or off-season workouts or the draft, you have to start with a supposition that none of those three things are essential. So we can bend football to what we need to do in order to keep our players safe and our community safe. As you may or may not know, NFL players by contract share in the percentage of overall league-wide revenue. So we asked, how big is a concern is it that revenues and therefore NFL player salaries might suffer during the COVID-19 situation? You know, for almost 50 years, there's been an unbroken chain of, of salaries increasing. Um, in our world over the last 10 years, the salary cap per team grew on an average of $10 million um, per year for the last seven to eight years. Um, and, and, and certainly we know we expect the, the cap to go up next year. So um, if it goes down, um, we'll be fine. Um, you know, I, I look at all the people that you and I know who are out of work and, and basically went out of work overnight, uh, 22 million Americans um, filing for unemployment. Um, no one should be feeling sorry for NFL players when it comes to their salary. We also asked in the entire context of availability of and access to testing, if NFL players, as some NBA players were, should be tested for COVID-19 before the general public. I don't think that anyone in our community, um, our larger community, should suffer simply because we want football to proceed on time. Um, Mass testing for the existence of the virus, uh, mass test for our first responders, mass testing for our our people who are working and and literally putting their lives on the line uh, in our hospitals um, um, and our paramedics, um, that comes before everything. Mass testing for the people who are keeping us safe from foreign adversaries. So, you know, to answer your question simply, um, I, I don't know the what will be the the, the availability um, or likelihood of mass testing three, four, five months from now. But we do, and we know that we are in a situation now where we cannot mass test uh, the people who need it. For all of us who have our lives depending on people who have taken an oath to keep us safe. Um, I think we have to make sure that they are taken care of first. Um, and then we have to ask questions, tough questions about how does a sporting event fit into, um, the safe practices of our country during a pandemic, um, and whether or not, um, the, the progress of a sporting event, um, either jeopardizes uh, our healthcare system or jeopardizes the first responders who would nonetheless have to be there uh, to keep us safe. I mean, you, you and I have gone to games together and you and I both know that there's, you know, hundreds of police officers, firefighters, first responders at these games. Um, are we comfortable? Uh, and this is a question I think we both have to ask. Are we comfortable with those first responders being at a, football game um, 
in order to keep us safe? Um, or are we more comfortable with them being where they need to be in order to keep um, our family safe? And, and to me, that's the, the, the ultimate question that we have to ask. Major League Baseball, uh, obviously the NBA, having to confront the reality of an abbreviated schedule. NBA on the back end, Major League Baseball on the front end. Yep. Do you contemplate an abbreviated schedule for the NFL? Uh, the only thing I contemplate are the conditions that it would take for the season to start on time. Uh, uh, that's the only place that, that space my brain can, can stay in because you can uh, certainly know what you need and then measure how far you have come or how far you are away based upon those. So, um, you know, major, it's all tough questions, but it's a lot easier for me uh, to remain focused on what factors we think we would need in order for things to occur uh, on time and then go from there. As you've tried to work through these things, and as you know, you're going to have to work through so many other things in the future, do you consider the league your partner or your adversary? Well, um, they're certainly, uh, um, they are our partner. And um, that doesn't mean that we don't have an obligation as a union to hold them accountable for the duties um, that an employer would have for its employees. Um, You know, one of the things that we have seen in this virus is when you do look at businesses that are essential, um, you know, you don't have to go far beneath the surface to see questions or concerns about employees, I'm sorry, yeah, employees, um, and whether or not they're being served well by their employers and keeping them safe. Um, The conversations about PPE, the conversations about social distancing, uh, the conversations about the the conditions that a lot of these employees are having to work under, all beg the question of whether or not the employer has done its job um, in keeping the employees safe and providing as safe a working environment as possible. Um, That's the job of a union, and I will tell you that we will hold them accountable uh, to doing this, and we will insist on um, uh, tough answers to tough questions. And as I listen to you, Demora Smith, it sounds as if, from your vantage point currently, again, it's not based on all knowable information, because there are so many things we don't know, but as I'm just listening to you work through these questions I've asked you, it sounds like it's hard for you to, com- to imagine a scenario right now in which training camps start on time, the season starts on time, and the NFL season is in any way recognizable in timing or in conduct, meaning fans and everything else, under, these, under what we know currently. Well, um, I, I, what I would say is, based on what we know currently, um, we know what we need to see, and I think we know where the country needs to be in order for there to be um, a relaxation of social distancing um, and a relaxation of of people traveling. Um, A lot of those things depend on the availability um, of tests for both the virus and the antibodies. And, you know, what almost every expert says is the necessity of public tracing in order to determine where um, an outbreak has happened and where an outbreak, where, where it may be going. Um, the one thing I will say is 
you know, this country does have a history of when it is put to the test of outperforming expectations. Um, and, and that is simply something that would need to happen, I think, in order for things to proceed as normal. Um, are there ways of doing things out of the ordinary? Well, sure. There, there's thoughts of um, uh, performing some games without fans or performing games in other jurisdictions. Does that perhaps change some of the necessities that we would um, need to see? Maybe. But um, I, I think it is fair to say that um, there are a lot of steps that need to be taken um, in the next few months just to ensure that our communities are safe. And I think that is going to be, uh, needs to be the first and, and utmost priority. And that is just a portion of my interview with NFL Players Association Executive Director Demora Smith. You want to hear the whole thing? Well, this is what you need to do. Make sure you subscribe to my other podcast. You may know it as The Takeout, or you may be learning about that for the very first time. That podcast with Demora Smith will be there first thing Tuesday morning. That's all for this episode of CBS Audio's Debriefing the Briefing. And until next time, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go... Tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.